This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Matt Wehmeyer joined this week by Mark Sheldon, MLB.com Reds reporter. And Mark, we thank you for the time. And obviously, Mark, uh, there's a much different feel in Reds camp this year as opposed to previous years. You know, uh, no presence of Aroldis Chapman, uh, Todd Frazier, Johnny Cueto, some some very big names and, uh, you know, big presences that are no longer with this team. Given that, how much different does it feel uh, for you, you know, seeing this team from the sidelines? And is there kind of a different vibe this season? There's definitely a different vibe from a, a, a spectator's view like myself. If nothing else, I'm trying to get to know a lot of new people and a lot of new faces. Some faces look the same to me. Some names look the same. I have to look at jersey numbers to make sure I got the right guy. So in that sense, it's, it's definitely a different vibe. As far as just on the field and in drills, I, I think the, the team is aware of the fact that there's lower expectations, but they kind of – I don't want to say bristle about it, but they want to show that they're better than what people are predicting. And it's important to them to – to do well, and they're, they're really – so many guys came to camp early because they knew there were a lot of jobs at stake, especially in the pitching staff and in left field. There's just – I think 60 guys were at camp uh, ahead of the, the report dates. So uh, that's that's different than usual, and I, and I think so far it's been a pretty productive camp. There's been some really good uh, performances to this point early on. And, Mark, as far as the, the veterans that remain, uh, you're talking about the Jay Bruce's, Joey Vados, Brandon Phillips. Uh, are they embracing more of a leadership role with so many new guys in the fold? Are they taking on more of a different role this season, do you think? I don't think, in a sense, in the traditional sense, they, they, none of those guys are what you would call rah-rah or big-time leaders. Uh, Joey Votto and Jay Bruce have both – kind of alluded to the fact that they like to lead by example, and that's important to them. Uh, with, uh, you know, Jay is always wants to be available to anybody that wants to talk to him, I, and I, I've seen him, younger people go up to him and talk to him. Of course, he, there was a feeling when he when camp first started that he might be a short-timer because there was such uh, there were trade rumors right out of the get-go that he was headed to Toronto and didn't end up panning out. But now that he's kind of settled in back to normal, things are, things are kind of progressing normally for him. And, and Joey Votto is just a guy he's been – Showing a good example, like when there's drills, he's like the one guy that, you know, if they need someone like a base runner, he will go out and volunteer to run. Sometimes he's the last guy off the field instead of the first guy. And I think he's showing some of the younger players in camp how they should play. And I think he's embraced that very well. And you brought up, uh, you know, Jay Bruce and that that failed uh, proposed deal between himself and, uh, you know, him heading to the Toronto Blue Jays. Is You know, I, I know these guys are conditioned, especially the veterans. They hear rumors Almost every day, you could be going here, going there, remaining, and it kind of rolls off their back at this point. Is that kind of the case with Jay Bruce, or was he blindsided a little bit by the fact that, you know, he was very nearly a Toronto Blue Jay? What's been been his reaction to all this? He's actually handled it remarkably well for multiple reasons. Number one is that he's been living with the trade rumors and the specter of being moved since uh, July, really, because he was a near-trade deadline deal as well, and he, he exhaled through that. 
And then, of course, the rumors started all over again in the offseason. He thought he got through that. The one thing that did surprise him was that, you know, the first day of, of the full squad report date that he was possibly traded, that was, that was a little surprising to him, but he, he's handled it well. He, he took it in stride. Uh, the one uh, kind of extraneous issue he's dealing with is that his wife is eight, eight and a half months pregnant. Oh, wow. And it, I think he just wanted to know where he's going to be and where, you know, make sure his wife is at home okay and that he had a way of getting home when he needs to. And, you know, some of the upheaval wasn't really well-timed, but, you know, his wife and, and Jay, are both, they're both kind of rolling with the punches. And that, that's tough. You know, we forget as fans and even media sometimes that uh, these guys aren't robots. They they have lives and, and spouses and, and children on the way, and it all factors in. So hopefully, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, things things will settle down for, for him and the wife and the, and the little uh, bundle on the way, and we wish them uh, nothing, nothing but a uh, healthy, obviously, delivery and success to all of them on and off the field. Uh, Mark, to backtrack a little bit, uh, what was the reaction in Red's camp to the 30-day suspension given to, of course, their former All-Star, Oroldis Chapman. I'll be honest with you, there was no reaction. Uh, Brian Price, the manager, was asked about it. He deferred. He decided not to not to touch that one, and I think that's pretty much been the case for you know universally. It's not really their problem uh, right now. That's the Yankee situation. Obviously, it happened while he was a member of the Reds, but it really does not affect the team in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, well said, and I, I give uh, Brian Price credit for, you know, kind of deflecting that, and he's no longer red. It's a Yankee issue, and, uh, you know, that is that. Of course, uh, the Reds did get back of four very promising prospects from the Yankees in that Chapman deal. Hearing a lot of buzz about Rookie Davis, you got to love a guy whose actual name is Rookie. Uh, what are your impressions of him so far? So far, he's been he's been pretty good. I saw him in, myself in a, uh, like a live BP situation, and he looked very strong. Uh, he also pitched in a B game, and I did not get to see his his inning. But uh, the, the Brian Price that later that day was very impressed with what he what he saw, and and thought he looked pretty good. That he not only did he have his fastball and his slider, but he also had a uh, a good uh, a good changeup that he had developed that he didn't quite have uh, early on. His curveball was he's been working on his curveball a little bit with Anthony Discofani, and that's something that's come up as well. So he's made some improvements on his pitches, and they really like what they see. I know our colleague uh, Jim Callis told me the other day to, to not, not sleep on this guy, even though he was not one of the more marquee names in the Yankees farm system at the time of the trade. He said he could be a sleeper. He could be a guy that could really come off and emerge and be a key piece for the Reds in that deal uh, in the years to come. So certainly a promising start from what you said uh, from the looks of it there. Uh, Mark, I know you wanted to touch on a, a position, not a position battle, but a position adjustment for A. Eugenio Suarez moving from third, uh, moving from short to third base to fill in for Todd Frazier. How's that transition gone so far? So far, so good. Offensively, he hasn't missed a step from where he was last season. He's been he's been hitting really well. I, I, I want to say he's five for eight. I think in the uh, the first couple of games here, uh, but really, with, uh, the focus maybe for him is defensively because he hasn't really played third base other than. Uh, in rookie ball, and I think way back in like 2009, I want to say. So it's been a, a good long time for him uh, to, to get regular repetitions at, at that position. And, and so far, so good. They've been really pleased with the way he he fielded both to the the front and the backhand side, and uh, you know how his throws have been. They've they've been on target. So it's been a very promising start so far, and they feel like that he's going to be good at that position when the season starts. Yeah, big shoes to fill, obviously, uh, for the all-star Todd Frazier, but it certainly sounds like a good start so far for A. Eugenio Suarez. Uh, another uh, young guy 
who uh, it seems like, you know, in, in camp every year for every team, there's there's one guy that just tears the cover off the ball for a couple of games in spring training, and everybody, you know, kind of gets their hopes up and thinks, you know, oh, this, this guy could really become something. Maybe not a guy on the radar right away. But give us your impressions right now of uh, Philip Irvin, who I believe was something like eight for his first 11 in spring training, I believe. Yeah, seven for seven for eleven with two homers. He hit uh, homers in his last two games, and he's looked pretty strong. Uh, he struggled the last couple of seasons. Uh, he got off to a hot start in April of last season, and really didn't uh, follow up the rest of the way. And he, he said he got you know kind of mentally beat up a little bit by his struggles. He had a hard time figuring out how to get out of his slump, and he also had some trouble in 2014 with that. And uh, he's been working with Barry Larkin and, and Eric Davis and, and hitting coach Don Long, and he's been going over. His, his kind of approach to the plate, and he's really hoping that the hot start he's having in camp can carry him through the season. He's probably going to start the year in Double A, but uh, Ryan Price has been very impressed with him. He says he looks like a major leaguer, but and such that he's hitting to all fields, and he's he's playing really nice defense, and he's running well on the bases. So there's, uh, you know, he's in a lot better shape than he's been in maybe in previous years. This is his first big league camp, and he's he's not squandering the the opportunity to get seen by important people that can make a big you know decision on his future. Yeah, not at all. Sounds like he's off to a, a torrid start, and let's hope he can uh, maintain something resembling, not 7 for 11, but something resembling that as the weeks go on and maybe force the Reds into making a tough decision. We'll certainly see how that plays out. Uh, Mark, before we uh, touch on the rotation, want to get a, a, a quick thought from you about Devin Mesoraco. We know his injury troubles from last year. A bit of a setback for him. Uh, what's his prognosis? What's his timetable right now? Yeah, he got pushed back a little bit. Uh, there was a few days last week where he was not participating in the drills with everybody because he had some uh, uh, groin discomfort on the on his right groin, kind of where he had a, he had a, I'm sorry his left groin where he had left hip uh, surgery. So it, it's kind of a a little bit of a setback. It just he wasn't too concerned about it. The uh, the the, deal, the prognosis is that maybe in seven to ten days he can get into a game. As, as he thinks there's plenty of time for him to get ready for the regular season. But it's certainly something to watch because they, they really thought he would come to camp, you know, 100%. Brian Price had said with him and, and with uh, Zach Cozart coming back from knee surgery that he wasn't going to give them a lot of games in the front end of the schedule, that they wanted to, you know, back you know backload his game schedule uh, in preseason. So there is still time for him to get there. But right now uh, it's something to be worried. I, I would be worried about just because you want to see him get behind the plate and how he responds in game situations. Yeah, very important piece for this Reds team, especially with such a young pitching staff that he's going to uh, be tasked to, to kind of help and, and lead as a battery mate uh, during the season. And, of course, uh, you know, that brings us to the rotation. Uh, no more Johnny Cueto, no more Mike Leake. You've got guys like Tony Singrani, Rysel Iglesias ready to step up. Give me your impressions of the two of them, and uh, Iglesias in particular, who at times last year, uh, you know, every fifth day he would look like the best pitcher in baseball at times. Well, actually, Singarani is going to be in the bullpen this year if, uh, if he makes the team. He's a uh, former starter turned reliever. Anthony DiSclefani will be the front of the rotation, uh, and he's looked pretty good so far. No, nothing out of whack. And, and, and Iglesias, he's a little behind. Uh, he finished last season with uh, right shoulder fatigue. So they really, you know, he had his first full year really in anywhere after being in Cuba, and he, he went mostly in the major leagues last season, and it was an adjustment. So they, what they wanted to do is they wanted to do a shoulder strengthening and, and flexibility program. He wasn't very flexible, and they worked on that. So they started him behind schedule intentionally uh, coming into camp. So he's going to face hitters for the first time uh, in like a live BP situation on Tuesday, and they still believe that in the middle of March he can get into his first uh, you know, cactus game. 
and they think that he can get five exhibition starts in, and then they have him slated to make his regular season debut probably as the fifth man in the rotation around April 10th. Looks like uh, one of the more promising arms in baseball, and hopefully if it gets his uh, injury issues uh, straightened out, uh, he could really be a force every fifth day in that uh, Reds rotation. And, Mark, just to wrap up here, Brian Price uh, entering his third season with the team. Obviously a very difficult uh, 2015 with you know guys getting shipped off as the team went into rebuilding mode. Uh, the losses piling up, and, of course, uh, somewhere, I believe, in midseason, that epic tirade with uh, all those naughty words that, of course, we can't repeat. Uh, but, you know, very, very trying year for him. What is the sense you get from him right now? Is is he a little more at ease? Is he a little more comfortable? Does he Is he trying to kind of atone for some of the outbursts last year? Just what's the overall vibe you're getting from Brian Price right now? Honestly, he's been business as usual. He's very relaxed. He's real, I think he's enjoying working with some of these younger players. Uh, as for the tirade, it, that really wasn't – his personality he's been most mostly been a very uh professional easygoing person who uh relates well to people and so the tirade was not really that was in april and that was not it was not i don't think that exemplifies who he is it was you don't always take people on their on their worst day and that's that's what definitely was one of his worst days but uh in camp here he's been very relaxed he seems to be you know fully invested in what the team is doing what the plan is uh, obviously, he's not signed beyond this season, so it's going to be a big question of what ends up happening to him. They obviously didn't give him a full competitive roster to work with, but I think he believes that he can do a lot with this team, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'd be a very intriguing 2016 uh, for Brian Price and a very uh, young, rebuilding Reds team. Uh, we'll certainly see what happens. Uh, Mark Sheldon, we appreciate all the knowledge. Thank you for your time, as this is Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras Cincinnati Reds. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.